lawyer talk off the record, but on the air. 533. That's AM. AM. That's AM. On Saturday. This is what lawyers do. Oh, yeah. We go to the office. I've been here since. I've been here about half an hour. Committed Uh, stuff. Anything to find time to keep feeding the beast here. (laughs) Keeping the podcast going. We got to finish what we started, though. Dude, I got to say, I think I got followed here by two police. I, the, the question is, are you, they think you're going home. I know. It's like, I noticed that I mean, they I. followed me out of Hilliard. I was like, well, look at this little copper behind me here. It's like, it's not I. Checking me out. I'm just going to work just like you, Mr. Officer. Uh, which is sort of telling, right? So the, the, we're going to get to this because we're doing DUI 360 stuff yet again today. We're trying to finish what we started with the uh, because you're mine. Yeah. Because, because I'm going to refuse to walk the line. Oh yeah, yeah, nice Johnny Cash reference. I love it. Uh, so, well, but it's sort of telling, right? It's like the the police are out fishing right now. Oh yeah, at five in the morning. I figured five was like a cutoff, but maybe not. Like, like Man, two to three thirty, I thought would be a real good one. But in my day, without a doubt, I had somebody behind me. I was like, "Is that worth this a cop?" I was kind of hoping he pulled me over so I had a cool story to tell. And what are you doing? I'm just going to work. Yeah, just going to work. What do you do for a living? I defend drunk drivers. Yeah. Just going to a podcast, 530 on a Saturday, no big deal. You have to you have to look at it this way, Mr. Officer. We have a very symbiotic relationship. You're out catching people, and I'm out helping people. Without you, I can't be. And without yeah. me, you can't be. We might as well cross in the night at 5 a.m. At 5 a.m., right. That's yep. It's like two ships crossing in the night. Yep. Off to do their jobs. But this is perfect because my kids are at home. It's like when the North fought the South. They would oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. play cards and banjo music together, and well, they all they call a truce for a little bit, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. they're 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 stories of of uh, the troops sort of uh, sharing camp and sharing mm-hmm. stuff over the campfire at night, mm-hmm. and then they'd go kill each other. That's wild. But uh, my kids are at home, sleeping all sound in their beds, sort of like Christmas, with visions of sugar plum dancing in their heads. Is that what it is? And I and my cap and. My, me and my, cur- she and her kerchief and me yeah, and my cap yeah, yeah. I just settled down for, for a, a warm now. winters podcast. Here for, we go. For a, yeah, it's spring, but that's good enough. It's pretty cold this morning. It's a little it's, chilly. It's chilling here. But the idea here is to finish what we started the other day or whenever that was to do. Uh, what we're doing is this DUI 360 series. And if you're this deep into it and you don't know what that is yet, I suggest you go back to the beginning and do some review sessions. Yeah, but this is still going to be good. I mean, this stands on its own. Yeah. Um, what we're doing with the DOI 360, as everybody probably knows, we are giving you the worldly 360-degree view of OVIs, how it works, what goes on, what you can expect, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what they can do, what they can't do, what happens in court, what happens after court, what happens in the law office. Yep. So we're doing Break it, it down all. into little segments and little segments and giving people, uh, I think, I think it's good information. I mean, if it's not, you can just turn it off. It's no big deal. Well, hopefully it's kind of fun too. Uh, I get, it. I mean, I think the reason we picked this was because I mean, drunk driving really doesn't discriminate against anyone. And I don't think a lot of people know about it. So like they, they know that, oh, an officer may make me walk a line, but what is he really looking for? And that's kind of what we want to get to. Yeah. What people always want to know about drinking and driving. Everybody's got their preconceived notions of what they can do and how it works. But 
We're giving you the real scoop. This is the off the record lawyer talk scoop. It's sharing all this is like, you know what this is? This is like, who is the magician? Doug Henning? <laughs> Doug Henning? I was going to say like David Blaine or something. David, all right, I'm yeah. going way back. Yeah. Like, I, deal in the word of, I deal in the word of illusion. Is that what he said? Who, what, Doug Henning? I don't even know. Henning, or maybe it was David Copperfield. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I met David Copperfield once. I deal in the world of illusion. Did he Did he do a trick for you? He was, so, uh, here's a quick story. So, he was, I was with buddies at a bar, and one of my buddies was dating a girl, and she had a friend, and David Copperfield was in town. And her friend was like, well, he's coming here. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he's my boyfriend. She's dating like, David Copperfield? Yeah. And this girl's like 20. Smoking. 21. Hot. I don't even remember what she looked like. I mean, not ugly, but and we're like laughing. And, you know, we were drinking. It's like, yeah, right. David, David Copperfield's going to walk in right. here. And uh, so he, he comes in. Sure enough, he comes walking into some college bar to sit by this girl. And of course, that like causes this uproar. But we know the girl. So we're sitting around this table. And my friend and I are like, what do, what do we can we do a trick for it? I mean, we know it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, Hey David, I got a car trick. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't know what to say. Cause it's kind of like walking up to a person that does magic all day and then making him do it in his off hours. He's just trying to chill. So we're not trying to be a jerk, but he, he's starting to do stuff. So my buddy is, he's just like, give him a, a give, give me a dollar. So my buddy gives him a dollar. He's like, write your name on, name on the dollar. So he writes his name on a dollar. He puts up his hand and squeezes in his hand and just goes, and goes like that, and the dollar's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's pretty sweet. And um, he's sitting there, and this is loud. We're in a bar. You know what I mean? And uh, he's like, check your pocket. And it's in my buddy's pocket with the name signed. Oh, wow. We're like, what? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're, how'd you you're, do you're drinking, so like, the word It's just so, it's, it's so weird. But that is a true story. He, he came into a local bar in Davenport, Iowa. And started where I went to college trip. and and started and it was funny because everyone in his picture so literally he would like walk through the bar to try to get a beer and it was just like people just like hey you know what I mean like grabbing and putting their arm around him trying and to get he pictures. was a magician right it's interesting yeah. and this is back in like flip phone that probably just people had like uh, literally like disposable cameras too I mean we had cells I think back then what year is this this is graduated two thousand one. Yeah, you might have had cell this phones. It's probably 2003, 2004. There ain't, no, there ain't no good cameras on. I mean, it's like yeah. that was right when that stuff yeah. was. You had to still spend several hundred dollars to get a digital mm-hmm. camera in those days. So I remember taking a disposable camera like if we went on spring break or something. But, yeah, so that's my uh, that's my David Copperfield story. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, there's some magic to field sobriety testing. Oh, yeah. A little bit of magic. Yeah. Uh, and I, what we're going to do here, where do we, we, we started out. All right. I so think you, you read the first part of here's where we were. I remember it's all yeah. coming back to me, right? You're standing on the side of the road. You haven't listened to us and you have decided because your loved one is home in the warm bed. You've been teased. You've been tricked. You've been duped by the police officer who says, I just want to see if you're okay to drive. If, if you are, I'll just let you go home. And you think. All right, I can do this. You've already done the HGN test. This is the horizontal gaze dystagmus test. The one that you think you passed, but you didn't because... Pull my finger, sir. It is involuntary. Did you say pull my finger? I said follow my finger, sir. (laughs) It is involuntary, and your (laughs) eyes were fluttering all over like... uh, They were just fluttering. Uh, I couldn't come up with a good analogy. They're (laughs) fluttering all over. It's, It's 5.30 in the morning. And you've said, okay, I got this. I nailed this one. And now you're behind your car in front of his cruiser. Yeah. Cars whizzing by. Uh Uh-huh. 
there's an imaginary line in front of you. You've been instructed to stand with your left foot right stationary foot. and your yeah. right foot yeah. in front of your left foot on this imaginary line. And that's you've been told to keep your itself, hands at your sides. In itself, You're the bus driver. Don't start until I tell you to start. Yeah. And then he starts saying stuff to you, and your head is whirling. You're you're thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. This is like I had a buddy one time. It was a, my buddy's brother one time. He let's just say this: he's not a golfer. <laughs> Probably never golfed in his life. Maybe in gym class in grade school. But at some point, he was sort of bragging about. I mean, it's not that hard. I mean. I could hit a golf ball. It's if I can hit a baseball, uh, or I, I can, can play basketball. I'm, I'm athletic, so I can play golf. And I, you know, I don't think I was there, but I've heard this story enough where I think it's, it's, like yeah, it's right. good enough. Right? It, it becomes your story. I right. So it's my story. And apparently they give him a golf club. This, so this goes on. You know how this bravado goes on. This goes on and on and on for months. So this guy does not play golf at all. Never played golf. They said it was easy. He's trying to pull like, like a happy is, Gilmore. This is back in the Tiger Woods era where – yeah. You know, what's a, what's that big deal about that guy? Anybody, you know, it's not that hard. Yeah. So this goes on and on and on. Everybody's laughing and make fun. Well, finally they just say, all right, put your money where your mouth is. We're going to get out the golf club. We're going to drop a ball in front of you. You've got to hit it. And I guess what he does, he grabs a golf club, stands over the ball and sort of looks around and says, I can't do this. <laughs> Doesn't even take a swing, but realizes that there is more to this. And that's how you once feel. You, once you get there. Yeah. You're on the side of the road and you're thinking, I can't do this, but it's too late. You're down in the pitcher plant. You've already drank. Yeah. You've already yeah. drink, drank, drunk. You've already sucked in the nectar. Yeah. You've already had it in your stock. You're, you, what are you going to say now? Right. I can't do this. You got to pull a, well, pull that's a happy a, Gilmore out. You remember happy Gilmore when he's standing out in the, in the street and they're trying to hit golf balls. The guys are doing the moving. And oh, he's like, remember, that's, yeah. that's easy. You know what I mean? He jumps right. up there and he's like, that house is like 400 yards away. He's like, is that good? <laughs> Is that good? Was that far? Right. He said, like, get back to work. <laughs> that was just what he wanted to do. So now it's game on. Now there are those of us, the Michael Jordans of us, who can probably perform under that kind of pressure. But you've got to, you've got to imagine. I mean, in all seriousness, you've got to sort of imagine what you're dealing with here. You are in the proverbial, the actual, the real spotlight because he's got his mag light, the big the heavy duty one and he's yeah. holding it by the front so he can conk you on the head if you decide to run. And he's got that in your face and he's, he's sort of showing you where the line is. Uh -huh. You're probably tipsy. Maybe you're not, but you probably are. Um, your heart, but even then you're, yeah, is pounding out of your chest. Nerves, anxiety. Yeah. The butterflies are overwhelming and now starts the adrenaline rush. The, the, the this, this response, this fight, flight or fight response that your body gives you and you can't control it. Yeah. Once it starts, it's game on. I this mean, is probably a perfect example of how everyone that is in this situation, especially if you had a couple drinks is experiencing ADD because it's like, you're trying to focus on them, right? Your squirrel, but there's wind, there's car going cars by. going by. Right, and, what did he say? Am I and to do in this? the back of your mind, you're thinking, what's my wife going to say? Am I going to wait and make it to work tomorrow? Oh my gosh, I got to pick up the kids from my ex right. in the morning. You and what I mean? you really need to car, do, I'm going to have a car. It's like, oh, you can, you can, there may be, maybe it is controllable for some people. Like you can take a deep breath, start your meditation, focus. Yeah. And perform. Yeah. Except you're drunk. Yeah. Except all this other stuff's going on. Yeah. So there, I met a guy the other day that had a bad situation and that's exactly what he, what he said. And we were kind of talking through things and I was just, you know, kind of ended like I normally do to said, look, we're going to get through this together. 
we're going to go through this step by step. And he goes, I know. And I was like, well, I'll just let you know, you know, in case, cause this can be scary. I'm not scared. Oh, you're not scared at all? No. I was like, well, that, that's, I guess that's good, you know, positive thinking. He goes, well, that's just how I live my life. He's like, if I can't control it, why should I worry about it for one second? It's such And I was healthy. just like, wow, that's so basic. Yeah. But I cannot do that. You know what I mean? If we all could live, I mean, if we all strive to live that way, you got to, you know, control your controllables, right? That's yeah. The, in, yeah. It's sort of the serenity prayer for the Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. give me the strength to control mm-hmm. what I can or let go of what I can, whatever the thing yeah. would go. Um, but you can maybe take some deep breaths, relax, go to your happy place and say, I'm going to nail this yeah. walk and turn. This is what you say at 530 on radio when you don't have any stress. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to nail it. At that moment, that's hard to do. But it is that kind of gamer. performance. Whether there's alcohol involved, whether or not, this is a high stress, you've got to knuckle up and perform situation. Yeah. Michael Jordan did this time and time again. Oh yeah. Tiger Woods did this yeah. time and time again. Jack Nicholas did this time and uh-huh. time again. Like I had the, a coach in high school that, that said big players make big plays in big games. Right. But how many Michael Jordans, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas's are there? I mean, you can, I'm thinking on one hand, who else is like this in our world? You know, Roger Federer. Yeah. You know so, I mean? Some like, of these greats. You can, you can pick two or three athletes in each sport, probably the best ever. And All right. So two or three in each sport, but how many, Others are in that same sport that haven't done it. Right. And so that just sort of gives you the odds of being able to nail this thing. But it's doable. I, you know, I know people actually who do great under pressure. It's like the world slows down and it's it. I'm not so, I'm, I'm in the middle, right? I mean, I can. I like to think I'm in the middle. I can prepare. And when I'm prepared, I did it yesterday, right? In court. Preparation is, is key for me. And it's understanding in advance the feeling that's going to come over you and how to control it once it does mm-hmm. and what to do and know that you can play through it and know that it matters and know that, or know that it doesn't matter and know that you're still going to be okay. But mm-hmm. you haven't thought about that as you're back on the side of the road with yeah. the mag light in your face and the cars whizzing by and your world about to crumble around you. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you're in this, you're alone you're scared in this weird position with your hands naked your and side. afraid with left foot, right foot in front of your left, hoping you don't slip off thinking, man, I've tried this a thousand probably times. Probably not even thinking that because that's, I think people miss that one the most, that first part of that test that you were they talking do. about. So they get their left foot, right foot in front of their left. Yeah. And then hands once your the, side, don't move until I tell you you're the bus driver. And the problem is people don't do that. They break stance and listen to the instructions that come next. Because remember, he even said, "Don't do you understand the instructions?" You're like, "Yes, I think so." Do not start to perform the test until I tell you to do so. That's right. the language you're supposed to use. And most people will do one of two things: either before the officer is done with the instructions, or while he's giving you instructions, you move your right foot and place it next to your left foot, like we all would stand. This is like Bill. The other day saying he's never walked down a railroad track without putting his arms up, right? Yeah. Because that's your natural involuntary human response. Right. They are taking you out of your natural involuntary human response and putting you in a situation under pressure where you've got to focus your attention on the instructions, which are telling you to do something you're not programmed to do. Yeah. And if you start, if your mind starts wandering, you don't catch any of that. You're screwed. Uh, but I think it's natural. It's like. You know, you start to, 
No, I got you, this. You know, the starts, to, well, you know, you know, the test is starting and then you're, so you're thinking, okay, that, you know, all right. So I have my right foot from my left. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it hasn't started yet. He's still demonstrating. He's still, he's still telling me right. how to do it. So he's, I'm not being watched right now. I'm not being expected to, you know, do things. So I, there's a difference between a person to me that breaks stance from the right to the left. And we've all seen that person that yep. has stance there, but that's a hard play. I mean, have a couple beers and try to do that. It's like, You'll, yeah. you'll stumble out of that stance because it's, it's hard. But there's a difference between people, those kind of people, and then the people that I see that clearly knowingly break that stance. They're choosing to do that. And then maybe they cross their arms or they you – can, you can see in their head they're thinking, even through the video, right. they're thinking, all right, my test hasn't started yet. Let me, let me make this clear. Let me, let me really focus on what I have to do so I get this correct. And they don't know it, but now, just by making that choice, you, just, you, got, you got one step into the – I'm failing. You just reminded me of something about these tests that I always used to I always talk to juries about and others. And this is back to the French test. This is back to this is back to taking any test. I look at it this way. It's like you are engaged now in a test, in a performance test, and you've not been told how it's graded. Yeah. You don't know what the clues are they're looking for you, looking for. Yeah. So I, I helped my son the other day with his, uh, I think it was social studies. I remember it's in, he's That's in right middle up your school. alley. A little history. And he was studying and I said, well, he starts telling me some of the stuff and I was like, well, what's on your test? He goes, or he was telling me stuff and he goes, that's not on the test. I said, well, did it, was it in the book? He said, yeah, it's in the book. So well, how do you know it's not on the test? Well, because we got this study guide and the teacher told us what was on the test. So he had this practical understanding of yeah. what was going to be on the test. Why should I look at that when this is what's going to be on the test? Now he's a far better student than I ever was because I yeah. never knew what was on the test. Half the time I missed the study guide. Half the time, if I was at the study guide session, I was thinking about something else yeah. and staring out the window. Yeah. So it actually made me a better student. Cause you know what happens? You got to go home and you're like, shit, I haven't done anything. I got to start at the beginning and learn it all. Mm-hmm. And then you just suck it up and learn it all anyway. Yeah. But you're, you're involved. You're engaged now in what is, a test, a performance test, and you've not been told how you're getting graded, what the criteria are. Can you imagine if somebody said that? Hey, before we start off, sir, can you tell me how you grade this? Why not? <laughs> it's not. It's a fair it's question. Great. Yeah. You know, if you're standing there and you're all nervous, I think it's okay for, to say, see, this is it. It's like this is all. This is the sliding scale of advice that we have to give people because it's all about how drunk you are. Yeah. I mean, if you're a drunken mess, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't have been driving, right? So you're, yeah. you're pretty much, this is all about checking yeah. boxes until you go to jail. Remember that one guy that was like, can't do it. <laughs> just can't do it, man. It's just <laughs> so trying hard. trying to like, take a couple steps. Oh, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. Arrest me, man. <laughs> just, uh, I'm sorry. This is very difficult. But it's okay, I think, to say, all right, officer, I'm curious. Yeah. Can, can you tell me what you're looking for? What are the, what, how am I getting graded on this what they'd say to that. performance test? You would really throw them off their game, probably. You would. I just tell them if I was the officer. I would say, "All right, the first thing I'm looking for is for you to." Break. All right, now I understand it. But I said, before we ever start this, I'd like to know a complete breakdown of, right. of, of the grading scale here. Yeah. Now, what if I get only two clues? Does that matter? Anyway, they're they're looking. The, the point of all this is to punctuate. I guess the main point we make. So the point is to punctuate the point. That's not good. The point, <laughs> the point of all of this is to emphasize why it's not necessarily a good idea to be in, to take these tests. Yeah. You're, you don't know what they're looking for. 
you don't know if you right. can actually do it because you've never tried. Right. And you're nervous, you're freaked out. Think of that, think of that scenario. And it's, it's very yeah. difficult to perform. And, and I mean, depending on where you are in life, it's, I mean, we had talked about it before I, I had a stroke. It's like, I don't, I don't know if my balance is where it needs to be. It's like, right. if you're a, you know, been years playing, you know, baseball or you're a catcher or you're some construction worker, or you just, uh, you know, have an old football injury. It's like, you might not be as steady on your feet as you yep. used to be. And got now, the gout cause you drink a lot. Got the gout cause you drink a lot. Yeah. You know, um, red meat. That was, uh, that was a cross exam. another one I learned from Meeks on, on this stuff. It's like, I would get the officers talking about their athletic ability mm. and you, you say, all right, you play sports. You know, yeah, I did that. I did that. Well, do you remember like the depth chart? There were, there were people who were on that team. Yeah, but they really didn't have it. Right. They couldn't make a free throw to save their life. <laughs> they couldn't. Yeah. You know, it's like, they were always last in the sprints. They were always last yeah. in this. They fell down when they had to go through the ropes they just did this. And those people hadn't consumed any alcohol at all. They just didn't necessarily have your athletic ability. I mean, yeah. there was this star and then there's like, the, like through the Academy or something. I was or just, you just asking like high, go school back to high school. I had an officer one time. I said, oh, I was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> I was a pretty good athlete. I said, really? What'd you do? I was a football player. All right. I played football too. Yeah. Remember those drills? Like we had to do monkey rolls and we had to do this. And you get them talking about this where it's like, those were all things that you had to learn to do like the first time it didn't come easy right. for everybody. They had to sort of practice and get better at it. But even then in the it. end, when you all learned it, everybody came in staggered, right? Some people did it faster than others. Some Why is that? Well, yeah. So yeah. Th this is, that's a great, that's a great point. I it works. I ever use that. No, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Eric and I used to do this because Eric is, I am more of a big picture gloss over the details guy at times. And Eric was this, he knew it, like he could nitpick into it. Mm -hmm. So we would, we would sort of tag team it. There were pretrial motions hearings. Eric would do those with the book, the manual. And then I would come in at the trial and do this other stuff and it would totally throw them off their kilter, right? They're getting it. From, They're getting two different. Yeah. Yeah. Two different crosses. And yeah. I, and I know this stuff too, but it, it just, it sort of worked. But anyway, back to it. You're on the side of the road. And you're standing there and he's giving you these instructions. Now, here's what is supposed. Why don't you tell us what's supposed to happen? You're, I'm going to let you. Mm -hmm. You probably know. Well, well, actually, I can do it. You just tell us what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So we went through before. It's, you know, please stand with your left foot on the line. And then you're going to put your right foot in front of your left. Keep your hands to your side. Maintain that position. And uh, don't move until I tell you, uh, essentially. Now, what they say then is. Let's just well, heck with it. Why don't we just read it word for word what they're supposed to say? So what they're going to say then is, well, I'm just going to do it from memory. So if I'm the if I'm the officer, Hold on, I'm going to grade you. Okay, if I'm the officer, I then would say I would get into that position because part of this test is not only giving the the instructions but also um, demonstrating it for them. So once they're in that in that position, they're going to say, okay, now your first step is one. So here we go. You're going to take one, two. Three and well, on the third one. So you're, I am standing here all the while with my right foot in front of my left on the yes. line, hands at my side, listening intently to instructions. Yes. You're the police officer so now demonstrating this yeah, on the side of the road. kind of hunched in. You're like, your hands are your side. Yeah. Going on. yeah. Right. So he's, you got your right foot in front of your left. First step is one. So one, two, three. And what they typically do is they say, okay. You're going to take those all the way to nine. Now, remember, they're still demonstrating it, so they're still in that stance too. They're on their third step. They're going to say, okay, now you're going to take this all the way to nine. Let's pretend this third step is nine. 
Then you're going to take a series of small steps to your left. And that's a weird one, but literally a series. So you're going to use your right foot and pivot with a series of small steps. And then you're going to take nine steps back. Um, and they'll, what I see is, I mean, here's my issue with, with this, with this test. Okay. Cause what'll happen is after they've done that, they should look at them and say, here's the deal. Do you understand the test? You may begin. And now ideally, if you're doing this test perfectly, you've maintained that position the whole time and you go, okay, now I can begin one, two, three. Okay. And I think the other thing they have to instruct is to count the steps out, out loud. One, two, three, yeah. four. But the issue that I take with this test is there is eight possible clues that they can look for would be an indicator that somebody is impaired. So there's eight things about that test that you can screw up theoretically. All right. What people think of when they're doing this test is, do I touch heel to toe? How do I look? Did I touch heel to toe nine steps down, nine steps back? So if I'm, if I break the stance initially, even if I'm just listening, I'm not stumbling. I just broke my stance. Well, that's one clue. Yeah. You're already, you're already one point. I got, I got one point. Well, guess how much it takes to fail. There's eight possible. Two, if you have two clues, it's considered not a passing score on this test. Two. So two. Two out of eight. What is that? What is that percentage? It's like. Uh, yeah. That is two out of eight would be 25%. Is, yeah, this is horrible. Yeah. 25%. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So you have, you have one. So let's say this. He's still reading the instructions to you. You don't even know the completion of, of hold, the test and you're halfway on. to failing. Hold on. Hold on. We got to go sideways. I'm still doing math in my head. So two out of eight. If you get two this, out of eight is twenty five percent. Let's go back to speculative seventy seven cross examination. Crap. Right. Yeah. Let's go back yeah. there. Wait a minute, officer. So two out of eight, he fails. Let's do yeah. some math. So well, that's one quarter. That's twenty five percent. One hundred percent minus twenty five percent. Well, that's seventy five. Mm-hmm. And that's a failure. The best you could do on HGN was 77. For accuracy, yeah. For accuracy. Yeah. Now, when my guy gets a 75, he fails. You get a 77, you're good to go. That's a good one. We're making up crosses just as we... How is that fair? This. Yeah. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. That, yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. All right, go back. That's a, that's a, I like that. So, wait, so yeah. it's like you get a 77 and you get to pass. I get a 75. I flunk. Yeah. And I get it. There's a two point difference, but it's two points really that much more. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, boom, you right. got it. Two points. And what if HGN is like not quite right? Right. Now that's we're crazy. down even lower. I mean, this, yeah. this, this isn't. Well, that's fair. why, again, that's why I, I mean, I understand why they've done them. I mean, what are officers to do on the side of the road? Do you expect a drunk driver? I mean, what? Well, this is all about quantifying they have and to describing do something. something. So they yeah. can go into court and give yeah. us a bunch of hubbaloo yeah. about why yeah. do they think this guy's drunk. But anyway. So, all right. So if you broke stance, just even if, you know, ideally what this test was designed for is someone that understood the instructions perfectly, really. Yeah. Because if you're breaking stance, it's because I can't maintain that position because I'm intoxicated. And that's a divided attention component to it. I mean, there is some value. Yeah. I mean, there is some, yeah. there is some merit to the theory behind it. It's like they are putting you in a spot and forcing you to pay attention and do two things at once. Yeah, you have to maintain this position and hear all the in, right. the instructions. Right. So, all right, so we're halfway to failing because I just broke stance, maybe just because I chose to because I'm like, oh, well, the test hasn't started yet. Let me get all the instructions here, and then we'll start. All right, you're the bus What's driver. What's well, I mean, what test can you think of in your world that says, okay, we'll do, do the first five questions, then we'll stop you, and we'll give you 
more questions that may or may not be related to the first. You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't well, make. Well, these, we've all taken, there's, there's like, I've been involved. I don't remember exactly the scenario, but we've all been involved in these kind of situations. It's that, like reading half the instructions for that, something. That sort of, they try to punctuate the point that most of us don't really read the directions. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know, sure. It's like we've I've all been those. in that stuff where you, everybody it's starts like if you doing read this. Down to twelve, it just says just write your name at the top of the page. So yeah, it says yeah. make sure you yeah. read all the instructions first, and you then you just start to test. Yeah. And then when you read to the bottom of the instructions, you're like, wait a minute, I got to go erase everything I just did. Yeah, because right, right. you've been tricked, you've been duped. That's yeah. what these are. Yeah, that's exactly it. So that's what this is. You've got one clue now, and we're halfway there. Now you don't know that. I mean, some of these people, if you're listening to this, this nine steps down, nine steps back that you see, probably don't, people didn't know there's eight things they look for. You don't know. They don't tell you. Nope. It probably never heard it for many people that were convicted of drunk, drunk, drunk driving. So, all right. So we're halfway there. Now, the other thing that I see a lot of is the in, incorrect turn. Well, let's, let's even take, take yeah, it back. Let's go. This so, so you're, 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 you've, you think you've got this nailed. And I'm, or let's just say I'm the guy. So I, I'm standing there and he says, go, he's already instructed me and demonstrated for me. And he says, all right, at your leisure, son, get rolling. Yeah. Let's, let's walk on down well, that line. Let's yeah. 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 So here's, here's what I've seen sometimes before we get there. So here, this is what happens a lot. If you've done it correctly, or if you've even broke stance, they'll either come back and say, get back in that stance. Or if you've done it correctly and maintain the stance, they'll come back and pause. Yeah. They'll just pause. So they'll say, and nine steps back, maybe a three-second pause. What you think is, oh, the instructions are done. So you go one and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't tell you to start. I didn't, I didn't tell you to start yet. Do you understand the instructions? Did I say start, son? Yes. Well, it's not even like that. It's no, like a I more don't. friendly, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But like, now you've just committed what? the second violation. Now you committed another violation. You started the test before he told you to. Remember the first instruction was, this is, this is a great Read example all the directions of that first. that you had. Yeah. Yep. And guess what? We need or, to use that for our the next one we do. This this is great. This oh, is the I, kind of I stuff. I do every. I no, do no, no. The, the, the direction thing. You oh know, yeah. Everybody yeah. ever take a, I'm going to do it because yeah. we've all had those tests. I remember yeah. them in grade school. It's like, and then the teacher's like, see, you didn't read all the directions. Yeah. Right. 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 Da, da, da. But I mean, let's, let, let's and call this what tricked. it is. Let's take this one. Let, let's call this what it is. So you broke stance because you thought you were listening to the instructions. There was a small pause. He was done talking. So you started going one, two, and they go, Whoa, I didn't tell you to start. Do you understand the instructions? Yes, sir. Okay. Get back in that position. Now you can begin, but you've already flunked. You flunked. You failed. Yeah, you would think that they would just say, eight. sorry, you flunked. Yep. But no, they're going to let you keep screwing up. You have not touched heel to toe one time. I've taken one step on a nine-step test, nine step down, nine steps back, and you already he already knows, I have two of eight. This is not a passing score. Now, here's what's interesting. Started yet. You, you've just hit on a point that I want to make here, and that is, and you, you sort of you, you dibbled around it here earlier, but everybody's notion of this is, all right. I know that this walk the line test and everybody has in their head what they think the important thing about that walk the line test really is. What? And that's just touching, heel to toe. Touching heel to toe. Right. You yeah. got to stay on that. Like some people are just like, I just got to stay on the line and it's, you know, heel to toe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but you do the best you can, but you, you think you pass if you just walk straight on that line, don't fall off the line. Yeah. And if you touch heel to toe, that's icing on the cake, Perfect. man. Yeah. You come back and do it again. That sprinkles on top of the icing mm -hmm. on the cake. You're ready to serve ice cream and go home. Yep. Yep. The problem is there are clues there that you are not thinking about. Yeah. And you or just, you've always done like the railroad, like the railroad. Let's do it. Like Bill said, it's like, if you walk, if you start that test and he says, okay, 
Do you understand the instructions? Now you can begin. Now you already have two out of eight. And then you walk it, not remembering. He said, keep those hands at your side. If you bring them up off of your legs more than six inches, it's not like they put a ruler. Yeah, they're, they're not carrying. He's just going to estimate it. I mean, obviously, if you're, you know, doing the doing the balance like you're walking a railroad tie, that's way more than six inches. But if you move that more than six inches, now we got another clue. So now I've got three of eight, three mistakes I've made out of eight, and maybe I touched heel to toe perfectly, but I raised my arms more than six inches off of my legs. Yeah. I got another clue. Now you got three. Now yeah. you're now you're minus three. And then the one that everybody screws up. So let's let's just say this. Everybody think in their head, because I know where you're going. What do you think the biggest number one fatal mistake made in the walk and turn test? The fatal mistake made well, the one I don't know if it's fatal. Oh, let's just let's just well, say the fatal say, one you would be saying. you fall over. But yeah, all right. So the well, one that I see the most the one the most common mistake. Yeah. We'll just call it the most common yeah. Most missed, most screwed up, most f- whatever people screw up on this test. Yeah. Um, everybody think in their head, what do you think that is right now? Mm. Dude. Yeah. I was going to say, put the Jeopardy music on. All right. Everybody got their answer? Okay. Some people are probably thinking, didn't walk the line right, didn't touch heel to toe right. Maybe now they've been educated a little bit by us. So started before they were told to do. Yeah. Whatever it is. Nobody is thinking. That this ridiculous turn yeah. that they have instructed you to do is the number one clue. I most rarely people, see. That I miss. rarely see people do it correctly. So yeah. everybody think in their head this notion: like you're walking heel to toe, and you're counting your steps, and you get down to nine. And that would be, how are you going to turn? And that would be your. So you're, be you're taking your Mary step. Lou Retton on the balance beam, yeah. right? Just do the, do the. Get your on nine, your balls of your feet and do the quick little pivot. Your ninth step, your left foot would be your lead foot. So first of all, if right you screwed up the number, yeah. you've already it's messed already up this. Right? You're already, yeah. So what you're supposed to do is you're going to supposed to get to nine. Your left foot is in front of your right if you stopped at nine. Uh-huh. And then you take your right foot, put it next to your left foot, and draw. So everybody think like a a, a half circle. What are those called? Pro, protractors back in the day? Yeah. Think of a half circle with a dot in the middle of it. Your left foot is on the dot and has to pivot on that dot. Your right foot makes little baby steps yep. around the half circle that, that goes around. So you've got this series of small steps. A series of small steps around. That's the turn. Nobody turns that way. Everybody does it Mary Lou Retton style, right? Everybody does like the- Like you would. You get down to the oh, end. I did nine steps. And actually- going to turn around. It feels sort of good when you do that kind of turn. Yeah. You're down there. It's like, yeah, you nailed it, right? Yeah. A little quick pivot. You're around. You're all proud. I'm rocking it home. Right? I'm rocking it home. Right. I love it. I'm Mary Lou Retton. But if you do that and do the natural turn that we all would do day to day when we decide to turn anywhere in our life, it's right. like- You've missed four of eight. Now you're at four of eight. Fifty percent of the test, and you've I've touched up, and you've touched heel to toe on every step. Every step, right. as far as the layperson goes, because it's not like these videos are in HD, high quality, you know, right. Super Bowl type stuff. This is a camera that's probably shooting out of a car that's twenty, thirty feet. You know, the, you're twenty, thirty feet in front of that camera. It's like on a video to most people, you're like, well, heck, that guy looks pretty good. I mean, you know, he seems like he's walking he looks seems like he's with it but you failed you failed right four of eight yeah that's it and you come back say you rock all the steps coming back heel to toe heel to toe heel to toe and you finish put your arms up like uh-huh what's up dude now what yeah 
You let I, me but go. But then there's then there's people that just go way off track with it. They maybe not even that impaired. Dude, I had one. I, oh, I go ahead. You, you no. got your first. Well, what I was saying was the guy did did. I think okay. So nine steps down, nine steps back. The instruction was good, and the guy just kept going straight. So he's like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and finally, the cops like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I told you to do nine steps down, nine steps back. He's like, well, I just wanted to do more to show you that I'm sober. Right, I'm so rocking, he's just right? like, I'm going to rock it all the way down. You Which, know I mean? you know, has some value. Yeah. I had one guy, he gets down and does the turn. And uh, every count he had going down was a one, a two, <laughs> a three, a four. And he was, he was sort of bouncing his shoulders like a one. He was dancing it down. <laughs> That's awesome. And he gets down to the turn. And he, I think he sort of knew that there was something finicky about the turn but he couldn't quite remember <laughs> so he starts going heel to toe around this huge maybe like a six foot arc of a circle <laughs> still and keep counting a 10 a ten. 11 a 12 gets all the way back does the whole circle doesn't even get back oh, online does man. the whole circle back home so he instead and, of turning he did a circular turn counting the numbers yeah and he came all it didn't even get back on the line forgot where the line was comes all the way back home to the cop and he was proud. He was like, proud, See, man. man. He just said, I mean, his arms went up like, <laughs> like now what, dude? <laughs> give, it, give, it, give me more, yeah. right? I got this. <laughs> and I watched that video. I mean, I hate to make fun of Clyde. Like, he didn't get it, right? But it just shows. Yeah. You didn't know what, nobody knows what the hell to do here. We did laugh a lot at that one, though. Yeah. Um, I had a person do a 90-degree angle. Like so they did nine steps down. They did not. They did eighteen steps total, but they just <laughs> went nine and then pivoted to the right and Hard just took left. nine right. out out of the camera angle. Right. Just walked out, and they're like, "Well, I, I mean, what he's, I don't. Those are the 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 points where the cops are probably like the other stuff's nit nitpicky when you're doing stuff like that. Maybe. I mean, there's I nothing know. about what I demonstrated it was anywhere close to that. I don't know. You know, you know what I mean, I think I think of my dad. That guy was wasted. Come on, maybe. It's like I, my dad is like this. Like he, like he just sort of has this own notion of what is supposed to happen. And yeah, there's God no carbs. Him. There's no carbs in lasagna. It's like, right. And God yeah. love him because he just acts on it and doesn't think it's a big deal if he's wrong. Yeah. He just, you know, it's like, yeah, no big deal. Like he would do that. He would do exactly what you're talking and think, well, what's the big deal? Like I still touched heel to toe. Isn't right. that what you're I looking mean, for? I did. I did it mostly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he'd be totally sober saying, what are you talking about? I did it mostly, right? Yeah. And he wouldn't, he would get lost in the weeds of these details and wouldn't understand it. And I'm that way too, in a lot of ways, right? I, it's like there's some of these little nuances and the details, like I have to really work at it. But in the main, it's like, what's the big picture here, man? You want to know if I'm drunk? I'm not drunk. I'll walk around. I'll, I'll count to 50 if that's what you want. Yeah. And, uh, that's the problem. Uh -huh. We don't get to we don't get to do what we think the test is. We have to do what they say the test is. Well, that's what's so hard about it. So it's like they dictate what the test is, but you've never done the test before. And they're not it's telling a, it's, you. You're not, they're not telling you what you're being graded on. And it's a test that maybe you think you know. It's like the oh, – I had a couple years of Spanish. I don't know how to speak Spanish, but Ura. I know a couple words. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like you think you know what they're looking for. You think you know, like, oh, well, I've seen this on TV before. I you got to walk a line. Okay, I get it. I got so it, it's right. like you come in with some preconceived thoughts of, oh, well, I, I don't have to listen to it that closely. I know. I just got to touch heel to toe. I know what I'm doing. Now, here's another cross area. This is just as I'm sitting here listening to you talk. 
what if you get a police officer on the stand and the guy, like most people or the gal, has screwed up the walk and turn and the turn portion of it? Uh-huh. And it just dawned on me. I mean, I asked this rhetorical question and had and saying Jeopardy, well, everybody thought what their answer would be. What's the number one thing that people screw up? Well, officers are going to know this too. Mm-hmm. And they may not tell you that, but you could say a big one of the big problems with this test is people like to do this pivot, like my client did in this case. He did this little pivot, came back. Now he didn't stumble when he did the pivot. He didn't fall down when he did the pivot. In fact, it was quite an athletic move. He was proud of himself when he did that pivot. (laughs) And he he nailed the pivot. It just wasn't the way you instructed. Now, let me ask you something. Did you have a specific conversation with Mr. Drunk Driving Client about what a lot of people screw up? In other words, did you say, now be careful when you get to the turn? A lot of people don't pay attention when I demonstrated it and they don't do the turn this way. They do this weird little, they do the pivot thing, which is what we don't naturally do. But I want you to do it this way. You almost think they should. You almost think they should. Why not? If they really have a legitimate impaired driver, they're not going to look good on those tests anyway. Right. It's almost like, think of, think now of their the, answer what is you're going taking to be away. What? Well, their answer is going to be, I'm specifically instructed to follow this manual. That's and right. Here's the advice I gave him. This test is very important right. because it's not only your capability to walk a line, you know, to do this, this acrobatic test as we say it, but it's also how you listen. Sure. Because we throw these little details in because it's a little different than what you would think it is. And if, and if you listen and you could do the, you know, the, the portion of heel to toe, then well, you meet you're sober, but yeah. if you can't, then my, Information I get from the government says I got to take a closer look at you because you, you follow the rules impaired. of the government. Yeah. Let's take it outside that for a second. If you really wanted to. Oh, sorry. I gave you a long answer. You were looking to do a cross. My bad. No, no, no. That's the exact answer <laughs> I'd get. That's the exact answer you'd get. If you really wanted someone to pass, you would highlight the parts of it that people often screw up. Yeah. If you wanted the to give them a fair shot at it. The government doesn't let you do that. Yeah. But if you're really trying to, if you really want to err on the side of getting people through this test, that's what you would do. Yeah. If you wanted to give them a fair shake, well, I wouldn't say that. Well, if you wanted them to pass, you would say, now be careful at the turn. Right. Pretend you're going to lose it in the turn. Pretend your kid's doing it. Right. If your kid's doing it, you would say, if you're teaching your kid how to hit a baseball, now look, be careful. Here's a mistake people make. Keep your weight back. Yeah. Don't get your shoulders out in front of it. perfect. Keep your weight back. And when you swing, turn those hips first. You're going to highlight the part that most people screw up, mm-hmm. except not in drunk driving. And that's and then you save the fair comment for the jury. That's not fair. If I were going to instruct everybody in this entire jury pool, if I were going to instruct you, Mr. Smith, and you, Mrs. Jones, Mr. Taylor over there, we talked about this in voir dire. If I were going to really help you get through this test, I would say, you know what? Most people screw up the turn. Mm-hmm. Because our natural thing is, well, they're looking at heel to toe, but mm-hmm. you gotta be, most people screw it up. I'm going to make sure I'm going to highlight this portion for you. So you don't screw this up. Mm-hmm. That would be the fairest way to do it. Well, and think about it. Let's just imagine for a second that you ask all those jurors to stand up. Let's all do the field sobrieties together right now because nobody hears it. Here's impaired. I think what you would hear out of a lot of people is once they get sort of halfway through the test, okay, hold on. Let, let me restart. Let me try this again. Yeah, let me do it again. You know what I mean? Because now you feel like, okay, I got, I got it. Now this, I got it. Now, now I got what I'm doing. Okay. Now, now that I know what I'm being tested on, let me try it because I think I can do it perfect. 
You know what I mean? I think a yeah. lot of people would have that reaction. We've all been like over. in line at a, you know, at a carnival or a circus. I mean, people are doing something and you're standing in line and people are getting back in line to try it again. It's like, yeah. oh, I got to try that again. Oh, that's it's a like, good one. The ladder. Now I know how to do that. You know, yeah. a little rope ladder people got to climb up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a trick to it. The carny games, many of them have tricks. Yeah. Many of them have tricks. So you see, you see the, the little rope ladder. There's a balance trick. You got to keep, you, how you do it, you can't put all your weight on one side at one time. You got to sort of do, you got to stagger. Right. So there's a balance trick that you can right. figure out. And yeah. once you figure it out, you can do it a hundred times. Got it. Yeah. The other one, you know, here's another one. They used to, you know, the little coin in the, in the plate, you got to toss a coin oh, yeah, onto a yeah, plate yeah. yeah. and then you win the big, the big animal. Yeah. Well, isn't, and there's bottles too, right? The, the rings. Coin, you're talking about coin. I'm talking about yeah, coins. Rings. Now the rings, I rings. think that's just, you know, you just, I mean, certainly it's there's going fun. to be a technique. You got to, you got to throw them. Well, here, here's the technique to most of that. High. You got to, you got to throw them high. A nice arcing shot coming straight down. So if you're going to make the coin stop on the plate, you got to throw it really high. So it drops straight down. If you're throwing something, it's going to skid off. Now they've, they've gotten wise to this. So they now hang the animals yeah. so low that yeah. you can't do that. Right. So I don't know if there is a way to get that. I mean, I've never won that game, but the, that's sort of the trick. And I think yeah. the, the other thing with the, the, the ring toss is probably the same gig, except there's a little bit more luck to it because it's got to hit the bottle just right. But right. Anyway, we've digressed very far. This is the walk and turn test. I don't think we have. I mean, I, I see it definitely a correlation between some of that, those type games. You know what I mean? It's everybody. It's like, I did it this, I did it, I took my kids a couple, a month ago or so to Great Wolf Lodge and they had one of those, uh, those arm things. Oh, the crane game. The crane game. I got, we got, there's a whole episode on those games. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I I did get one, but I didn't get it the first time. Well, you know what? And so it's like, you get the feel for it and you're like, all right, all right. Now I didn't, you didn't develop any skill at that game. Come on. This is, let me tell you something. (laughs) All right. Everybody listening, you're about to get top secret information on the crane game on the crane game and other ticket producing ripoff games all right okay the skill stops the crane games the ones that spit out tickets in all ridiculous numbers you're like man i hit that button right at the ten thousand ticket yeah but it was just 10 tickets instead i just missed yeah just missed it by that much yeah the crane game how many times did you play it for you won twice all right how many did you was it a busy machine uh no well i don't i think they're just handing these things out if you go to great wolf wolf lodge this this is this game like the size of the actual game yeah. was it was, the, it was the room size one or the it big was one. huge yeah okay you could sit in it you could sleep in it yeah i know, you know i, I know the machine you're talking yeah. about all right okay so, so there were big balls that had like a wrapping that said Great Wolf, Great yeah, Wolf bet. Lodge. So I was like, well, those are round and that crane was not angled. I can't believe you don't know this. I don't, I can't believe I haven't instructed you on this before. No, but this was more of a round crane. And I was like, well, how can I not pick that up? So I put two bucks in it and I, and I won the second time. But you think it. Tensile strength. Tensile strength. I think tensile is the right word. But here's what, here's what happens. There. In Ohio, anyway, not every state. Some states. Well, I know there's like some states have outlawed this. In Ohio, however, you're talking like the you. There is something called. Machines. There is something called in these games, whether it's the skill stop games, whether it's the crane game, any of these types of games that have apparent skill. And there is some skill involved because if you just if you just took it to where there is no toy and dropped it, you're certainly not going to catch it. So you've got to drop it still on top of the toy. Yeah. But there is something in these machines 
known in the industry as a compensating algorithm, which is fancy talk to say the machine is programmed to collect a certain amount of money and plays before it will give it the strength it needs to pick up a toy. Oh, that makes sense. What okay. a bunch of BS. I thought I was like, how does it, how, how does it know that a toy is there or not? So you're saying going in, you don't you have the strength to pick the toy. Okay. You nailed it. So here's how you, if you really want to win the crane game and be a super dad, <laughs> that's what you feel like, right? Like here's what like, you do. Yeah. Go to the restaurant <laughs> and watch the crane game. And if well, this I, is how people hover at, at casinos too, right? Yeah. I don't know about the, like, the casinos are different. The, the casinos have a different, they have random number generators. It's different. But if you really want to win the crane game, at say in the waiting area of Chuck E. Cheese or of uh, like Roosters or yeah. uh, I've seen one there. And same with the, like we the little, talking about, uh, same with the, uh, like the uh, cylinder games where the, where the, you, you got to get up and it'll grab like the iPhone out and nobody ever wins the iPhone. Oh, I've right, never, right. Yeah, I've never same seen thing. any of that crap. Same Man. thing. So here's what you have to do. You have to watch that game. And if you watch 10 kids play that game and not succeed, now it's your turn. Hmm. Now it's your turn. Do you think it slowly gets stronger or do you think it just picks, no. hey, this, this this time? It's got to collect a certain amount before it will give you the strength to get the thing, to okay. get the toy. And you still got to drop it where you need it. You got to do your part. Yeah. It's like. But now hunting. you know you can feed in one or two bills and you got a strong crane and you can pick what you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. That's a deal. Okay. That, and that's just a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Facty wacky. That All sucks. Right. So. I don't know. We, I, I literally was so excited about it because I don't think I've ever won one of those, one of those games. So like, I was like, wait, we got to keep this ball. Cause dad's never, cause we always kept, uh, uncle Kevin. They, he, he is always, they're excited to see him because when we go to these restaurants, if we're going to get a burger or whatever, and they got one of those games, it's like, all right, come on over here, girls. You know what I mean? We're going to go rock and roll. Thing. Here's 20. You know I mean? They love it. You know what I'm saying? So when we got it out. Still, I was just like, yes. Yeah. You know I mean? We got it. Now I was at, uh, one of those places and I think it was my son's birthday party, but the operator, the, the facility manager or whoever was running around the floor just gave us one, right? They, they, they said, here, you can have one. And th that was cool. Yeah. What gave you one, just a toy out of one it? Of the, it was one of the big crane things like that. Uh, and yeah. it was a, yeah. uh, I forget what it was. I think my son still has it, but yeah, yeah. Well, be careful of those things. And I think more important, you know, it's sort of like what we're talking about. There is a sinister little secret yeah. going on that you don't know. It's exactly what we're talking about. And you don't know it. Yeah. And you may have the skill, you may have the knowledge, you may have the know-how, but if you don't know the secret, you ain't ever going to succeed. Yeah. And you're not going to make it up the ladder until you know how to do it. You're not going to stop the coin on the plate until you know how to do it. Yeah. And you're not well, going to ever as, win the crane game if it doesn't want you to win. It's not as sinister as, I'm not giving you the strength to do it, but- it's close. It's it's your bus example. You know, Johnny gets on the bus to get off or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the bus example. They it's give you the, this instruction early read on. Read all the directions you're, first. Exactly. Yeah, it's that it's example. a mix of that stuff. So now we'll, we're going to leave this with this scene. Part two of You have – this is part two of Because You're Mine. I love it. I love the Johnny Cash I, I didn't even line. think of that. Yeah. Right. Um, I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. What's the one? I shot a man. I shot a man in Reno just yeah. to watch him yeah. die. I love anyway, that song. Um, you have now done the HGN. Uh -huh. You thought you nailed it. 
you've now done the walk and turn and you're shaking a little bit. You're like, eh, man, I touched heel to toe, but he's making me keep going. I got to do another one. He said he's going <laughs> to okay, let me go. It's go. like, yeah. I th- <laughs> what? You can hear a number of things. Right. So what's, 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 I mean, we're obviously going to end this soon, but we got some other fields coming. It's like, what are the other things you could hear? Well, we know we got the other, the other big three, which is one of the big threes, which is the one leg stand, right? The one leg but stand. And you could also hear, you know, your alphabet, sir. Oh yeah. We got yeah, alphabets, one leg stands, counting, yeah. finger tapping, oh, man. toe tapping, yeah. fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so put don't your, be put surprised. Put your head back and estimate, yeah. estimate 30 seconds for me. So put your head back, close your eyes, count to yourself. And I'm going to watch my watch. And when you think 30 seconds is up, you tell me to stop. Yeah, that's lunacy. Oh, yeah. I get that, too. Uh, we got portable breath tests coming. We got all sorts of stuff coming. But it ain't over. So no, you, you're still in the thick you've, of it. You've been tricked. You're just yeah. farther down in the pitcher plant. You know what sucks about this is if you feel like you made a mistake or you feel like you maybe stumbled once, it's like it's like that exam that you're halfway through and you're like, shit, that section didn't go that great, man. I can make it I up. You know what I mean? It's like that essay. I don't know. I just got to move on. I got to close that door. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like playing golf and it's like, man, I just took the triple bogey. Right. Like crap my round. How do you reset? Man, can I read? Yeah. Can I pull this out of the, out of the pitcher plant? So let me, here's the secret. If they stop you now, it is not to let you go. If you have done HGN walk and turn. What do you mean? They stop you now? and they say, all right, we're not going to have you do any more. The next oh, yeah. words out of their mouth is you are now under <laughs> arrest like for OBI. Right. It is never the yeah. opposite. It is yeah. never like, man, you nailed that so great yeah. that we're going to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Now, the other problem is you're two thirds into these, at least the standardized testing. And how do you stop now? What are you going to say? Well, I don't want to do any more of these. It happens. It happens all the time. All the time. But then the presumption see, is, yeah, like, but then the presumption is can't you do can't this. do it because you're drunk. Yeah. You, oh, it's like you realize. Now, yeah. If you, if you just say decline before and respectfully request to have an attorney advise you on what to do or yeah. something like that, they're just not going to give them. Now you've yeah. got, now you've got at least a plausible explanation for not doing right. these tests. The other frustrating thing that we see, we should probably mention, and, and I think it's very real response is people just say, man, I don't know if I can do that. Like I got, I got two knee, knee replacements. I got a bad hip. You know, I, I got a bad back and the cops go, okay. I'll note that for my report. Do you want to try the test anyway? And they're like, eh, you know, cause you gotta be cooperative with cops. And like, eh, yeah, I'll give it a try. But they've made you think nothing in that report. I mean, they may note that you have that, but that report's not going to say, Oh, well he did these incorrectly. Eh, probably not alcohol. It's probably because of his hip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. So it's like, you knew going in, oh, this probably isn't going to be good for me because I don't have that great a balance anyway, but right. eh, heck with it. I'll try it anyway. Well, I think we got to talk. We'll we'll do another one. So here we are. This is the end of walk and turn. You're on the side of the road. Now there's more coming. They didn't let you go. You ain't going home to your loved one. You're not going to be permitted to drive home, to drive anywhere else. I'm not done. You don't have any handcuffs yet. And you're not even in handcuffs yet. Yeah. There's more coming. Stay tuned here at Lawyer Talk. Off the record, but on the air, doing some DUI 360. Until now.